0: Yep. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Dang.
1: Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. this this book is completely about revenge. The things that he... Think about... He could have cured cancer if he put so much effort as he <laughs> did into revenge.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: <laughs> but, but also think about, like, the path of the righteous man. You guys seen um, Pulp Fiction?
0: There's
1: no No or right, Pulp Fiction. It's Quentin Tarantino's second movie. It's very good. You should check it out. There's there's a bit that Samuel L. Jackson does about the righteous man, and it's a it's kind of a bastardized quote from the Bible. Um, but it's but it's very good. And so Edmund Dantes is the righteous man. God is looking out for him because The the faithful are rewarded, you know. It's it's about being a true believer, and if you always do the right thing and you always try to be the best person, no matter where your life goes, if you maintain your character and you maintain who you are as a person, it will work out in the end. And if it doesn't, you're dead. You're in heaven, so it doesn't matter. So you do. That's
0: what I feel like is. Go. Dante. Yeah, yeah. I, I was saying that's that's the that's the the vibe I was getting from Dante. Like, he's like he's like everything didn't go right for him, and he still did the right thing over and over and over again. And then and then his his luck switched like that.
1: It's a Book of Job. Yeah, but but really cooler because <laughs> <laughs> it's got a good story. <laughs> and what's funny is um, a lot of this is autobiographical. I owe about it by a biographical. If if you read about Dumas life, it it reads like The Count of Monte Cristo. In fact, it's even more amazing than The Count of Monte Cristo. Which which is pretty funny because there's a, a book that I love by a guy named um, Alan Weisbecker. And he wrote a book called Cosmic Banditos, which is about these uh, drug smuggling surfers in the 70s. And someday we're going to read this book. It's a really good book and uh quantum physics (laughs) and how they all fit together and the things that happen in the book are pretty crazy but then you read alan weisbecker's actual life story and it was even crazier than the book and the book was pretty crazy and it's a beautiful two beautiful books just like the explanation of a person uh don quixote was written by miguel de cervantes who spent a lot of time in a prison, Alexander Dumas spent some time in a prison and the things that a person can do or a person should do with an incarceration or a setback or some, you know, bad things happening to you, look at what you can accomplish, right? You almost want to have a tougher life to start with because if you take that lesson and learn those lessons, you know, you get the best chance versus if you're afforded all these things in your life and you don't appreciate it and you've been given a talent but you don't have a hard work ethic so you don't do anything with it, which is, you know, so many people have talent, but talent isn't what's important. It's that hard work to build that talent. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I I know a quote that was told to Steve Ray Vaughan by uh, Albert King and he said, The better you get, the more you practice and and as a human being, the better you get, the more you practice. That's that's like what you need to do. It's a constant work on yourself. the The day you think that you're a diamond and you're everything, you're not. We're always constantly. There's something we can do better. There's an angle you can get. You know, there's something you can do better. And you should always be striving for better. Now, don't be like too hard on yourself. Like, oh, you didn't cure cancer today. You suck. Be like. You know what? We'll get it tomorrow. It's a big, it's a big disease. <laughs> Gavin. Noticed, uh, All right, Gavin's back. Or Urshikid. Sorry.
0: I, I was gonna say I noticed. You know, I just, it just, it, it's, it's been coming up lately for me.
1: Uh-huh. I noticed
0: when I was, you know, when I was living as, as, a kid, when I was living back home, versus, you know, coming here. Uh, you know, I, 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 I had like. I had a pretty, you know, a decent life over there, you know, um, and uh, just because it's the status quo, you know, you're the majority in the country. You're not an immigrant. You, you, you're, 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 you afforded all these things. So it's not, it's not, it, it, obviously you have, you still have to work hard, but you don't really, you're, you're you're afraid to go out of out of your way you're afraid to go you don't really go you don't really work as hard as when you're like when you stand out and then when I moved over here it was like wow it was like just like blow it was like
2: like okay you you really have to like work harder because
0: now you stand out uh, mm. so so
2: like more um, more is expected of you so you have to yeah. work harder.
0: Uh, 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 so yeah yeah so so like here like just just being different you have to work harder um uh, what was I trying to say so so yeah like uh uh but that's that's interesting you know you're saying that the more the better you get the more you realize you have to work harder
1: yeah but
0: sometimes we don't we don't understand that We don't, we don't get to that point where it's like, you have to know nothing is given to you. You have to work hard for it.
1: If you want to be a PJ, you have to constantly be striving to be better than you were. Because the people that you're going up against, or the fact that you're trying to keep people alive, who will be bleeding in different places, you will never have the exact same problem. Because everybody's older, younger, fatter, skinnier blown out this like everything is different so you have to be ready for every single scenario in the book and the only way to do that is to get better every single day you're you're a warrior monk or a seal priest you're dedicated committed to your job it's not a 20 it's a 24/7 honor how many people get to be pjs not that many. How many people get to be rescue swimmers? Not that many. How many people get to combat controllers? Not that many.
0: Okay. You know, I noticed with with like like just, just seeing you guys like like online or like in videos and stuff. It's like like every, every PJ that I see I have like a really, really like extremely calm demeanor.
2: hmm
0: And then you switch like like in a second. And it's like, whoa, who is this person?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like, and it's like, that's like, that's, that's where I would like to be, you know?
1: Build your confidence that's in yourself, bro. Walk tall, proud, and free. Dang. That is. Hmm. Shaky, do you, so anything more in the book or should we move to Gavin? All right, Gavin, tell us about The Alchemist and your notes. It only took you like 45 minutes to get back.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the first quote that I found, so all these three quotes come from uh, two different pages. uh, And The Alchemist is essentially describing and giving a bunch of life advice to the little boy. And uh, the first one uh, is, people are afraid to pursue their most important dreams because they feel they don't deserve them or they'll be unable to achieve them. And, I mean, at face value, like, you know, this kind of obvious, like, you know, we all know that, you know, many people hold back because they don't, you know, essentially want to take the risk or they don't want to, you know, put in the long-term work or they're afraid of failure. But the, uh, I guess, context behind the quote is the boy initially was going to be a priest. His dad was sending him to school for Latin and things like that. And then... He decided that he wanted to travel his whole life, and he wanted to be able to be free, you know, move around, see lots of different places, go to a bunch of different countries. And so he decides to be a shepherd, because shepherds get to move around as part of their job. And then later on, about two or three years, or I guess two or three seasons, I end up being a shepherd when he has his sheep
2: full uh, trimmed. Then, like girl, and he wants to marry her, and he's willing to give up everything he's worked for. For this like short-term, you know, goal of oh, I
3: just want to live the rest of my life with her. And then after that, you know, he tries to chase her down and he gets all his stuff stolen from him. And then his goals change again uh, when he has to work for I think it was like a jeweler or some kind of a crystal uh, smith or something like that. And then he decides that he wants to go to Egypt to try to chase his treasure. And ultimately, you know, he has this like revolving door of, you know, it'd be cool to do this or it'd be cool to do that. And while it's great to cho- like chase, you know, dreams in the moment and what you feel that you want right now, I think what you know, the alchemist was trying to get at when he was, right, as well as people these days, is
2: having you know a focus in the
3: long term that you don't have to necessarily, I guess, rush towards. Would be kind of like what I'm, you know, having to learn with myself in the next like couple years. But also having something where you can be dedicated uh, throughout, you know, maybe like at least a five to ten year time frame. And then ultimately, and I think I talked about this last week, have a goal that when you achieve it, it'll still be there. Have like a tangible goal, you know, not, you know, a person that could leave on you in the next month or something. Have something that when you're working towards it in the long term, it's going to be there when you get there so you can actually accomplish it.
1: All right, so that, that's a really good point for me, all right? I love that you're reading this book, all right? The fact that you're reading this book right now is whatever messages you are getting out of it is where you're supposed to be. All right, so at 18, I bought the... Uh, oh, shoot. Dan Wells. Uh, the Peaceful Warrior. Way of the Peaceful Warrior, right? I didn't read the book till I was 21 because I wasn't ready for that book until 21. Right, So the fact that you're ready for this book early says that you're more advanced than me, but it also gives you more time to be smarter, brighter, stronger, all right? So <clears throat> read, say you're reading a book and the book gets boring or the book is a really, I have, I have a yoga book, I have a couple yoga books, I can only read one page at a time. Like there is so much knowledge dropped that I can only read one page at a time and then I come back to it. So I have, at this point, I'm, I'm reading eight books and I rotate through them regularly and they pop up wherever I need them to and they make sense. So when you're reading your book or how you're reading your book or where you are when you're reading your book, what age, right? When I read this book at 18, it meant something completely, totally different to me. I was as dumb as uh, Dante going like whoa people were out to get him made no sense and now reading it now the book is like yes everybody's out to get you how haven't you figured this out you know and it's not that everybody's out to get you it's that everybody has to be for themselves and if you're not for yourself then who will be but if not for myself but not to hurt other people would be a much better way you know instead of like me 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 be like okay me But am I hurting or stealing or hurting anybody else? Okay, no. Then yes, me is good. Is me hurting somebody else? Is there a way that both of us can get it and not be hurt? You know? Is it a lose-lose or can we win-win? Does there always have to be a loser? And I say no. We can all win together because we can all help each other get better, faster, stronger, smarter. And we have this village of everybody helping each other out so we can get to that. Because you're not meant to do it alone. And you don't even know what you're doing. I don't even know what I'm doing. But there are people in front of me, and there are people in back of me, and everybody just keeps communicating. And the more people you learn to communicate with, the easier life will be because there are just as many. We were speaking English on the podcast, and everybody had a different idea of what a word meant, and we all speak English. Right? It's it's amazing. I I say something, tomato, tomato, Potato. I mean it's totally different. So you have to learn how people communicate. Cause and, and I can take us back to Pearoscu. I've I'd been a PJ for a while and somebody was asking me like what are the traits of a PJ or something as an instructor. And I look at it, I'm like, dude, I can show you a hundred PJs and I can show you a hundred different reasons and a hundred different ways and a hundred different personalities and I, and nobody has the same answer. Everybody's got a little bit different answer or we have similarities but nobody has the same answer so the way you are is the way you are learn to be you you can pick up traits from people like i from this book i picked up a lot of good traits working hard keeping your eye on the prize having hope like those are important skills and all i had to do is read a book i didn't have to suffer i mean i did have to suffer eventually but i learned in a book earlier how to suffer you shut your mouth you just get through it You count the days, you don't count the days. Whatever you gotta do to get through it and maintain your sanity, because uh, according to Schopenhauer, the Earth is a penal planet. You know, we're all here in a prison learning to do something, trying to figure it out. Uh, Australia and America were penal colonies. So there's a reason we're here. Why are you here? Figure that out, and the quicker you figure that out, the happier you're gonna be. And, And books like The Alchemist will give you that. The next
3: one I have is Every second of the search is an encounter with God. And, you know, there's not a whole lot to break it down about that, but ultimately I think what it comes down to is, you know, you have to value the moments on the journey to ultimately your end goal. So, you know, whether that be training or that be for something smaller, uh, you know, like maybe, you know, getting to sit in a class with your friends at school, ultimately working towards graduation, or like uh, a week and a half ago, I uh, was buddy breathing by myself, and I don't know, I can't remember if we were supposed to take breaths away from ourself or not uh, when we are body breathing by ourselves. I know not to, like, do this stupid fake harassment stuff, because you'll just look stupid, but I was doing uh, just one breath, you know, clearing the snorkel, I was getting a pretty good deep breath in, and I was just in the groove of it, I got about 10 minutes in it, I just wanted to fall asleep, because I was so relaxed, and it was just awesome. And, you know, I was thinking, like, you know, that's a point along the journey and ultimately like as you know I was just staring at the bottom of the pool I had no clue what was going on I really didn't care I was just relaxed and I was enjoying that moment and I'm like well you know I wish I got to do this every day and I'm thinking of all the people that you know could do this or you know there's just like something holding them back and I was just savoring that moment along you know the training journey where you know I, I got better at buddy breathing I get better at water confidence I understood how to clear the snorkel without, like, sucking in the drips of water that still cut back down the tube, and, you know, ultimately, I got better while still having a great time, and, you know, now that's something I can look back on and say I got better, and, you know, it didn't suck, like, it was, you know, a genuinely enjoyable experience, so I guess that's, uh, you know, to me, at least, uh, what an encounter with God is along the journey, is you have to, you know, savor the small moments, you know, and not just blow everything by ultimately trying to get to that end goal.
1: In Dune, there's a quote that says, may you appreciate everything that happens to you, right? Because everything, it didn't kill you, it made you stronger, right? So people, like, you, whatever happens, you almost get run over by a car. Did you get run over by a car? No? Okay, I learned, I'm better, I'm faster, I'm smarter, I'm smarter, bam, right? I appreciate it, I'm going to keep going on. I, I like that. God is in everything. All right. What else?
3: And then the, the other one is every search begins with beginner's luck and every search ends with the victor being severely tested. And I think that kind of describes uh, maybe like the wannabe you know, operator or the look at me, I can pass the past test. Uh, or maybe you can barely pass the past test, and then ultimately the person ends up, you know, going on to be an in-doc grad, and you know, being severely tested. So, you know, beginner's luck being that you know maybe you can make the minimums, or you can be motivated in the short term, but ultimately uh, you have to ensure that you'll be able to pass the test. And, you know, you have to be able to survive to, in order to learn a lesson. So, ensuring that you can pass the test and get tested. So. You know, prepare ahead of time, come properly prepared, so that you can uh, learn the lesson, achieve the goal, and then ultimately be the victor.
1: And that's every single thing, every single day for the rest of your life, up until the ultimate goal of whatever your goal is. Exactly. Amen.
3: (laughs) But those are the quotes I had, so...
1: I like it. Sounds like a good book.
3: It definitely is.
1: Would you recommend it? Oh, absolutely. Alright, well maybe someday we will do that in the book club.
3: Yeah, it's not a long read either, so...
1: Alright. Let's see, Shanda?
2: Um... Well, since Gavin hasn't started reading it, I think... I think I was funny with the C-H. Um... Mm-hmm. Today I had a I was I was working with a client today, and she's just uh, graduated med school, so she's a doctor now, <clears throat> and and I was asking her about you know what that was like for her and how did that feel and about you know how difficult that must have been and she's like you know I just never quit. She just never quit. She just kept going and studying and it just she's like it wasn't that I'm it's not that I'm great it's not that I'm smart I just chose to just never quit. And in the book that you will read eventually, Gavin, that Shaki, that you're reading, he just doesn't quit. You know, he had that moment in the early part of it where he quit eating, and you know, he wanted to die. But uh, so far as where I am now, he just doesn't quit, and he's very patient. And so patience, as you're going through your training, both of you, and taking the time and just never quitting. It's it's, it almost is that basic.
1: It's that easy. Mm -hmm. Don't quit. We just complicate shit wildly.
2: Wildly.
1: Awesome.
2: You just saying it with
0: a devilish smile. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude well alright, so have you ever done hot yoga? No. Alright, so it's ninety minutes, it's twenty-six postures. And it is some crazy shit where your forehead is to your knee, and you are inverted upside down, and your nose is filling up with sweat, and you're drowning on land. Right? It. I got into hot yoga when I was thirty, and it brought me instantly back to Indoc. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm going to drown, and I'm on land. What the fuck is going on? Like, whoa! All right. It blew my mind." and i use it to help myself be stronger because no matter how bad it is out here i am not upside down with my nostrils filling with sweat right but it gets even worse than that because um did I ever tell you guys about the the npr prostitute from uh africa all right so we get this so i'm listening to a story on npr and they're interviewing this lady who is a prostitute in africa and every night she prays to God to send her a man who doesn't have AIDS so she can suck his penis and feed her family. All right. Any day that I am not praying to God to send a dude without AIDS so I can suck his penis so I can feed my family is a good day, right? There is somebody that has it worse than everybody on this planet. And so i that's how I judge dude. I'm like, I'm good. It's not that bad. Did most of us not die today? It's a good day. Did I not kill anybody? It's a good day. Did nobody try to kill me, nor succeed in killing me? It's a good day. Go to sleep, right? That's how important rest is. You made it through the day. Take a shower, get clean, go through what you need to fix, what you can do better. Go to sleep, wash, rinse, repeat the next day. Every day, till you're 130.
2: And I want to say something more on not quitting there's a difference between not quitting and knowing when something has that you that you've gone through it all and it's time to move on and we get that confused a lot i think in our society and so people never retire we see that a lot where people just they keep working and working and working and working they just whatever they're they won't quit and it's not always for the good so there's a difference between quitting and giving up and knowing that it's time to move on and evolve from something and so it's important to start to contemplate what how that looks, because we get the two confused. Oh, you're just giving up, oh, you're just quitting. And sometimes that's the case, but also sometimes it is just time to move on. And so I just wanted to plant that seed that, yes, we don't quit, we don't give up on ourselves, we don't give up on our goal, we don't give up on life, but also to have the discernment of when, hey, maybe this has played itself out and I need to move on to the next thing that I'm not gonna quit doing.
0: I think I think it's a, it's a fine balance that like, I, I know for myself when I was younger, I did not have any clue that there was a balance. I just thought there was there was either you quit or you don't quit. I didn't know that existed. like the balance existed. and uh, I, I, used, I wanted to be uh, I wanted to be an athlete like uh, do martial arts and that and uh, uh, I, I thought I thought that quitting was was you know was the wrong thing to do. Uh, but then I got I got kicked in the head twice, and it was like you, you can't do that. You know you can't do that. Like uh, so for me for me it wasn't. It was like it was time. I was I was like an adult. I was twenty three, and it was like you you can. It's 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 time. You know you didn't quit. You're not quitting. You just you you're fulfilling your yourself in some other avenues.
2: Yes
0: and I, I, I and at that point I think you're not regretful you're not regretful of like the choices that you make and, and I think I'm not regretful. It was a painful like uh, transition and, mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, like uh, understanding for myself well but, but I, I, I don't think it was like quitting in the sense of like quitting or maybe it's maybe it's quitting at, at, at your lowest point that's that's like that's bad. Right, if you're on top and you're quitting, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If you're at the bottom and you're quitting because you're forced to quit, maybe it's a different story. I don't know.
1: Well, if you're being forced to quit, then that's not the reason to quit. Like, what, what nothing should for if you make a decision to quit or not quit, it should be an internalized decision inside you as to what you are doing everything from waking up in the morning to do I or do I not ring this bell? And you do not ring that bell. Mm -hmm. You do not blow that horn. You do not submit. You cannot submit. This is the mindset you need. You need a, I am bulletproof. Nothing can stop me. Nothing can stop me because I am always prepared. Mm. Right? It's a constant balance. It's like riding a surfboard, riding a skateboard, snow skiing, whatever. But in full the world on the planet. Like you have to have balance in yourself, in your answers and what you're doing, why you're doing it. If you don't have buy-in, why are you doing it? Right? Mm -hmm. If you, if you have buy-in in in something, the idea of quitting is never even going to come into your head you're not going to think about it because you are 100 percent committed and that's the kind of commitment that you need to have in these jobs although i will contend that this is the kind of commitment you need in whatever you do in your life No, it doesn't mean that you are a police officer and everything you do is police officer and, the, and you never mm-hmm. turn it off you know it doesn't mean that there aren't u-turns back roads yield signs stop signs stop lights Three way highways, eight lane freeways, you know, th- there are all kinds of different roads and paths you might find yourself on. Uh, I like to have at least eight different options of what I can do, right? I learned from the movie Heat that you need to be able to walk away from whatever you're doing within 30 seconds, all right? When I had the kids, I couldn't do that. But as a PJ, that's where you are. You have to be able to pick up your shit and be gone within 30 seconds. Maybe it's not 30 seconds, maybe it's uh, 30 minutes 30 hours whatever response you might be on you're a paramedic you're sitting on call you're you're like that you know you're on call in afghanistan or iraq a bit waiting to go rescue people you are like that right you have to be able to turn it on and turn it off as quick as possible right the day is over when you're hanging up your gear well what if i'm in iraq or afghanistan the day ain't over till i get back home and i hang up my gear Right? Where are you at? What are you doing? But you're always prepared, you're always committed, and you're always bettering yourself. Otherwise, when you re- meet some challenge, whether it be a person who's trying to kill you, or the challenge is trying to keep a human being alive as they're bleeding to death, you have to be ready.
0: I think I think submitting, submitting is, is, the, is the key word that you said. Yes, you can't. You can't be submitting,
1: right? You can. You cannot be submitted. No, you have to say that. I believe in submission to none, but service to all. Mm-hmm. Because as a man, you're fighting the ultimate fight: life against death. All this other bullshit about communism or terrorism or democracy or whatever—it's all nut- because in the end, we all die. And the battle you're fighting is against death—the only one that matters. And then even then if you die we don't know what happens so you're just trying to keep these people alive because it's the right thing to do but if they die you say a little prayer you hope a good thought for them and you send them on their way there's a there's a really good story about two uh, buddhist monks and they're at this river and they're getting ready to cross it and this beautiful lady asks the monk if she will if she can ride on his back across the water and not get wet. And the old monk says, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a ride. And the young monk is like, oh my God, you're touching a woman. She's she's near you, she, you're breaking your vows. Oh, like all these thoughts are going through his head. They get to the other side of the river, the monk drops her off, the lady goes her way, he goes his way, he's fine. A couple miles down the road, the younger monk is like, how could you have done that? You gave, how, what you touched a woman. And he says, I only touched a woman for that amount of time. Here we are three miles later and you're still talking about her. You're still on her. Like, who committed the, the bad thing and who who's now still doing it? You know, not that it was bad, but if you have to do something that's bad and it's, you know, are you doing it for the right reason, you know, or are you doing it for the wrong reason? So intention is everything. If your intentions are good, I believe in what you're doing. You know. Okay. So, what else? Questions, comments, concerns, redirects, reattacks.
3: I have a question on treading quick. Okay. So when you egg like, beater. Should it feel more that you're, like, so when your legs are, like, twirling around, uh-huh. should it feel like your legs are pushing more down and then going up, or should it be more, like, should you feel them going around in circles more?
1: All right, so what I think you're asking, and I'm going to explain in direct, can we turn on the light, please? I'm sorry. All right, I, hey, um, get water real quick. I'm going to turn on the light, and then we'll we'll continue. Okay, oh, yes, sorry. I ended up drinking all my water. All right. So, have you seen the uh, the movie The Karate Kid? The new one or older? the old one?
3: I think I've seen a little bit of
1: it. All right. Do you remember Wax on, Wax off?
3: Are
2: you okay?
1: All right. So Wax on, Wax off, is the egg beater. Exactly. All right. When you're kicking in. That is what's pushing you up. Yep. When you're kicking out, that's your reset. But your reset, I think of like Tai Chi, is still keeping the flow. So you're constantly pushing yourself up. You're creating your, your own little whirlpool.
3: So you'd be putting more uh, effort into your like inward motion that pushes you up and then kind of more relaxed in the out and
1: then push up and then out, or should it be constant? Both. You're, you're almost... So, where where are... it? So do you do this, or do you do this? Do you feel that your legs are doing more of a piston uh, Ferris wheel?
3: They're probably doing more of a piston Ferris wheel. All
1: right, so think of uh, your, your foot is on the brake, or your foot is on whatever. When you're pushing down for your piston, you're pushing down. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you get that motion, the circular motion and you're pushing down almost like a I also think of maybe like a Clydesdale, you know, you like you see the horse has to lift up its more the top uh shoulder part to put it down versus, you know, uh, more ponies. It it seems like their legs just kind of move. Yes. No. Yep. Okay. So you're getting that that push down or the push in has more effort, and then the the rest of it is kind of like, oh, all right. Have you ever ridden a uh bicycle? What? But but like a a street bike for um uh, racing, you know, like Tour de France.
3: No, I haven't ridden one of those. I have a mountain bike.
1: Okay. Do you, do you, uh, put in, do you clip in or do you tie your feet into the ground? All right. No. Do you, do you have the cups that are holding your feet? Do you have cups holding your feet or your feet just free?
3: My feet are free, but I've seen the cups before, so I, I know what you're talking
1: about. Okay. So the theory of the cups is I'm pushing down with my effort, but when I'm, when I'm coming up, I'm actively pulling up and using the upswing with that little cup to, to get more momentum. Okay, yeah. Okay, so that is what you're doing with treading. You're putting the effort really on the in or the down, but you're keeping the momentum up, but it's easier because it's, it's your reset. Okay,
3: awesome.
1: Does that answer the question?
3: Yeah, because, I mean, when I do that, like, I let my uh, calf go out more. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I'm trying to figure out how to describe it, but, like, it's kind of like an out. So I I get more surface area pushing down. Good, good. And then when I pull back up, then I let my calf go under my knee and it comes straight up on a line.
1: And that is the Clydesdale. Yep. Like, that's that motion. So, yes, you're exactly right where you should be.
0: Awesome.
1: Yeah. Look at that. English communication and some hand arm skills and we're able to understand each other. The amazing things that the internet gives us. Magic.
3: Then the other thing I was gonna say
1: okay. is I, I really appreciate it because you know you're giving Shakita and I a, a little bit of a hard time earlier about like confidence and how we speak. And I love you know when you do that because the way i've talked since i joined the book club
3: has completely changed for way better because you know you kind of call stuff out you know for me like the way i talked like usually uh you know like i guess a typical way i would start is i just wanted to say and then i like but that's all i've got or something like that It's like, a total like you know pulling back and like not willing to own what you say,
2: you're saying or whatever. But I've, you know, tried really hard. And even if I
3: still screw it up, at least I notice when I do it. So I've gotten way better. So I appreciate when you point
1: that out. I do it to myself every day. I try to speak better because I can't. You, you have to, right? It's constantly. So I'm. I'm glad you recognize that, and I'm glad that you don't take it personal. Uh, some people do take it personal, but I. I. I believe I don't throw rocks at anybody's glass houses that I don't throw rocks at my own house. And and by being honest with myself and with I you, that
0: too.
1: we we have to do that. Like be kind to yourself. Don't be so mean or hard on yourself, but try to expect a little bit more and try to do a little bit better. When when I was in my prime when my mind worked, I was four paragraphs in front of where I'm at. Right, so if you can have that, now I'm about a paragraph in front, but at one point with my brain injury, I was three paragraphs behind. Like I had to reteach my brain how to work again, and working with Shanda has been a, a blessing and a, a help because it's using my brain like the muscle that it is and making it stronger. So, how do you guys do that? You do that by reading, you do that by communicating, you do that by listening you do that by all the things that we do and that you guys are doing and when you're my age you'll be 80 times better if not more so thank you okay so any anything else any more questions we can whatever you guys want to talk about you know it's always good
3: Next week, I have no
1: excuse, because I'll be out of school. All right. Next week, Count of Monte Cristo, up to Chapter 20, but wherever you're at, I'm sure the book will have something to do with something that somebody will remember or has touched. So, just say, hi, my name is Gavin, I am up to Chapter 7, and this is what I thought about, or these are some quotes, or this touched me, or whatever, versus... Um, I didn't get to read the book this week, but, uh, I saw a movie and, uh, you know, just (laughs) no, don't make any excuses. Just say your truth and your truth is wherever you're at. I didn't get a chance to read the book, but I learned this today from my grandmother or I thought about this today on my bike ride. Whatever you've got to share is your truth. I mean, we're, we're calling it a book club, but I think really it's... I don't know. I almost want to say at some points it feels like a a Bible club Mm. and at some points it's just people talking about whatever, you know? So I think as long as we're meeting and greeting and talking and and going someplace, whatever you want to talk about, hey, I want to talk about like I saw this in the news today and and it depressed me and I don't understand it. Or I saw the movie Tenet and it blew my mind away and one of these days I want to talk to you guys about that movie. So – there's all kinds of things. What can you bring? Whatever you learn, bring your truth, and we just share, and and that's all we need to do. Can
0: we? Can we call it a cult? No. Yeah. No. No. If, if,
1: the the no. most we can be is a gang. The most. But there there's no initiation. No. There's no blood in blood out. There's no leaders. <laughs> We're a gang at the I, most.
0: I, 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 I told I told my dad that that. I'm a part of this this group, and he was like inquisitive. He was like, "So, what do you guys do? You're in a book club? What? That? Oh, you? Really?" And I started explaining it to him,
2: and then he, he became interested. He was like, "Oh,
0: that's that's cool. That's nice. I like that." You know. But at first he was like he was like, what? "You you're doing what?"
1: Well. But yeah, <laughs> we'll bring your dad, dude. We can do. He can come to the book club. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, if I invited, him, he would come. But I don't know if I want to invite him. I'm just saying, I we we um. I'm totally cool though. All right, well then invite him. Think think about it. You know.
0: Yeah, I'll think about it.
1: All right. <laughs> Chapter yeah, twenty.
0: He's, he's like excited about it.
1: <laughs> invite your dad.
0: I told him. I told him. I told him. I told him sorry. I told him that, like, you know, like, I'm I'm interested in, like, in the in the, in the, the career field and stuff. And then and I, I tried to do it, like, softly. I was, like, you know, search and rescue. And he, I showed it to him, like, online. He's, like, oh, search and rescue. That's cool. And then I was, like, PJ. He's, like, he looked it up online. He's, like, but those are soldiers. And I was, like, yeah. And then he was, like, okay, so you want to join the military? But... Then he was like up for it but uh, but yeah it was it was yeah he's he's
1: he's all for it nice but that was cool alright well alright so chapter 20 next week Tuesday 730 Central Standard Time 830 Eastern Standard Time and everyone have a great time until then
2: alright alright thank you. you bye see you guys bye